Hello and welcome to the 20th episode of the Pepper Podcast. For those who are returning, welcome back. And if you are new, the Pepper Podcast covers a wide range of spicy events that occur in our daily lives. Two high school students tackle heated topics through discussion. I'm your host, Jay Mehta, and joining me is my co-host, Indy watanas And today's discussion will be regarding the fast fashion industry waste and its disastrous impacts on the environment, economy, and social life. We discard 92 million tons of clothes-related waste each year, which approximately generates half a million tons of microplastics. Every year, we are like emitting half a million tons, 500,000 tons of microplastics each year into the ocean. Wow. Yeah. That is, yeah. that is mon- like monstrous. I mean, that is a lot. Um, and on top of that, we have not just environmental issues. We have a lot of economic and social issues that we'll talk about later. So Andy, mm-hmm. if you want to, I guess, talk about what is fast fashion? Yeah. Uh, thank you, Jay. Fast fashion. It's okay. It's really a broad term, but it essentially means it, uh, fashion, the fashion industry whose business models rely on cheap and speedy production of low quality clothing that it's advertised to be super cheap and there's a lot of it. So it obviously it uh, appeals to the average everyday consumer and it, it's very it's very harmful not to not just to the consumer indirectly mm-hmm. but to other people who have to you know process the waste that comes out of that because it's fast fashion you're not supposed to have it for long yeah exactly and so there's yeah. a lot of country like uh companies that do this um companies like zara h&m fashion nova shopper um like there's a lot of it, it's a very lucrative field to say the least right. but and it, right. such a big fact of it is that like one in six people in the world works a fashion-related job. That right. is right. huge, right? And Ortega, which is a like the founder of Inditex, which is the parent company of Zara um, and a few other companies, has yeah. a net worth of seventy-seven point five billion dollars. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. This no, that, is just a person. Insane. This is just a single person. A single person has a net worth of $77.5 billion. They own a major majority, like a majority, sorry, just to say, like they own a major majority and like these big companies own such a big share in the fast fashion industry that it makes it very difficult for anybody, like any newcomers to kind of challenge that authority. And so I guess that relates into what you're about to say. Yeah. And I was just going to say, like, the three main mottos of fast fashion is it's cheap, it's trendy, and it's disposable. And that's, you know, you hit all those points for the people who are buying this who don't really necessarily look past, you know, oh, I'm just going to wear this, I'm going to buy this and wear this. They don't see the the implications it costs to make the clothes. Why is it so cheap? And where does it go after I'm done with it, mm-hmm. right? So let's talk about, like, the history of fast fashion just so we can put this into context, because it's a pretty widespread issue, especially in today's world. Yeah. So during World War II, right, fa- uh, fabrics were rationed because they needed stuff for the troops and they wanted, you know, everything to be able to function, but without any shortages. Mm-hmm. How, and during this time, people became more accepting of mass-produced clothing and lower working standards. So people were like, okay, so this has spanned into the 1900s as well. However, you know, there's the Triangle Shirtwaist Factory, where the, uh, um, I believe it's 1946 or 1911, where like 146 workers died in a fire and they couldn't get out because the owners like locked them in. Yeah. And they were like, they're were, they were making shirt uh, waists. It was and the Triangle like, Shirtwaist Factory fire. Right. 
Right, the Triangle Shirt Waist Fashion Fire in uh, New York. Yeah. And they couldn't get out. And that really opened the eyes, uh, the public's eyes to the, the problem of mass-produced fabrics and, like, clothing. Because whenever you make something super cheap and a lot of it, you cut corners, right? Exactly. And you cut corners and that hurts other people, especially – and this was evident during this fire. And mass production of clothing exploded from the 1960s to the 1990s. Like, there were all the, all the like, the, the, the labor made to, to make the clothes and the, the actual, like, fabrics were outsourced from different countries to keep the costs lower. And it was in the 1990s that saw the fashion industry to start to develop a new production model to become the fast fashion industry we know today. Yeah. Right. And it's, there are so many like hidden costs that like include low wages, right? Yeah. Like wh- where, Lejay, where, uh, wh- which countries have, you know, the most people who are working in fast fashion? Like what uh, types of countries? Um, typically like lower developed or less developed countries, um, right. or developing countries that they exploit to do it. Um, right. big ones are, I guess like people know the term sweatshops, uh, is mm-hmm. a very popular mm-hmm. term to describe these in which yeah. people work constantly with very little breaks and are not given a sustainable wage and just to support their family, just because, you know, there's not really a whole, like another way for them to support their lifestyle or just support just the necessities that they need to survive, they often have to work these long hours and in these sweatshops to just make some money, not even a living wage. And so this happens in countries like China, India, um, Indonesia, a lot of some of these developing countries, but then it also has, like it happens in these developed countries like India and China and uh, Indonesia. Like these countries are somewhat developed, but they still have factors to them that make them uh, yeah. I guess unique in the aspect of right. the fast fashion industry. And going off right. that, ninety three percent of brands are not paying their garment workers a living wage. Yeah, the, yeah. And taking the fact that, like I said, one in six people Ooh. work in a like a fashion related job, I think that's pretty substantial. Um, yeah. Considering about a hundred billion items of clothing are produced each year, and then I think you're gonna about you're about to talk about uh, where it goes. Um, yeah. So fast fashion, a lot of the times it, um, okay. So let's talk about the, let's first talk about like the resources put into it first. Oh, and yeah. then we can talk about where it goes because it's such like the, the, the whole process is so lengthy and extensive and there's so many things that even I didn't take into consideration like water consumption, mm-hmm. right? Textile dyeing uses 25 to 40 gallons of fresh water to produce two pounds of fabric. Yep. Just think about that. That's that's insane. That's so much water just to produce two pounds of fabric because you need to grow the plant and you need to like dye the plant. You need to like the processing water as well. Mm-hmm. And cotton is also one of the key materials used in the fashion industry. Yeah. And if where where's cotton grown in? It's 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 grown in like very hot, hot and dry Right. Hot, dry. Water water is really hard to find. Yet according to uh, the Guardian. 22,500 liters of water is needed to produce just one kilogram of cotton. Yeah. One kilogram of cotton takes 22.5 thousand liters of water. And where water's already scarce, it kind of redirects that water from like natural ecosystems. So that causes uh, drought and indirectly impa- impacts like agriculture and thus in- impacts people. It causes, it causes, obviously, it causes droughts and it also causes starvation periods 
and it just like destroys the natural environment. Yeah. And, and then so the water that's used, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But uh, the water that's used, right? Mm-hmm. It's it, it's just so much runoff and it's so it's like dumped everywhere that 20% of industrial water pollution comes from the textile industries. Yeah, yeah, 20%. 20% of global yeah. waste water comes from textile dyeing. Yep, yep. That's And that's insane. Yeah, <laughs> that is monstrous. Right. Our global wastewater, just the global wastewater that our whole world produces, 20% of that comes from textile dyeing. Mm-hmm. That is ginormous and that's just the statistics that i wanted to bring up glad you brought that up and then again that goes into where everything goes but just before that like we'll also talk about co2 consumption fast fashion generated more co2 than aviation and shipping combined so not only is it wasting a lot of precious water we talked about water scarcity it's a topic that we talked about previously not that we're going to talk about in the future but um, just the amount of water and CO2 or the amount of production necessary that produces CO2 yeah. is greater than the flight and maritime transport of material. Just to yeah. produce that item, it takes double right. the amount and it, it produces double the amount of CO2 consumption in comparison to just transporting it. That's quite saddening to hear, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, and it's really interesting you brought that up because, like, even I, like, like airplanes, they emit so much, like, greenhouse gases, which obviously contributes to global warming and climate change and all those things and changing changing uh, landscapes around the world over time. Mm-hmm. But, like, just I never thought that fast fashion in and of itself would contribute more to that and shipping combined because, to me, like, the amount of gas a plane uses is a lot, yeah. right? It, it excretes a lot of those harmful uh, greenhouse gases. But I just never really thought that fast fashion would be such a prominent um, factor in contributing to global carbon emissions. Yeah, it's bad. Yeah. yeah, And it's what's really bad about fa- fast fashion especially is the way it's endorsed, right? Mm-hmm. We already talked about how it's supposed to be cheap, it's supposed to be plentiful, and it's supposed to be trendy. Trendy is probably one of the most like impactful things because you have people like kim kardashian or someone who wears these like fast fashion trendy clothes and it makes it influences the way other people see fashion like oh this this celebrity is wearing uh this brand or this type of clothing this look i want to go for that too because i also want to be considered like uh, a fashion icon or i also want to be considered uh eloquently dressed or rich right and it's it's really difficult to kind of stop that because it's hard because like they make these you know like they partner with them to endorse them they pay them it's it's all fueled by money yeah and it's just it causes like shifts in the social environment when exactly. it comes to like especially secondhand clothes mm-hmm. and this is something I've wanted, been wanting to talk to talk about for a while secondhand clothes like Goodwill have you been to Goodwill recently Jay um I think I went a few months ago. Yeah, okay, so Goodwill back then, like a few years ago when fast fashion wasn't as mainstream, it was a place where you can go get secondhand clothes that was pretty cheap and affordable. However, now it's a trend to go get secondhand clothes. So 
it, it not only increases the price of like secondhand uh, eye clothing items, but it also takes away those outlets for people of lower income who mm-hmm. rely on the second uh, hand clothing for like literal clothing. It, yeah. it takes away from them. They can buy less. And what's left is just like a bunch of people going just because it's a trend to buy secondhand. And it's it's really sad because I think that buying secondhand should um, should be encouraged. However, because people or companies have seen trends in secondhand clothes buying, they've raised their prices to take advantage of that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And uh, it's a good it's a good point that you mentioned, like the social construct of right. trendiness and how that's really affected our society, not just teenagers it's affected adults as well and so you want to like just using like tiktok as an example that's just just for our generation and just like younger people in general yeah tiktok has like a lot of you know people if you ever like get onto the quote-unquote fashion side of tiktok where you see like things that scream old money things that scream like uh, like like rich like those kinds of and, and a lot of those those companies that they advertise are fast fashion industries you know that are very not sustainable uh i forgot to mention sheen sheen is a big one (laughs) sheen is advertised quite a bit and um there's other there's tons and tons of other uh products that just are advertised and ooh, like people that think just ooh, like let me get this just because it's cheap because it's trendy and because it looks good and so if, if you know me like personally i rarely buy clothes like i love free college t-shirts um if any colleges are listening please send me a free t-shirt i would wear it um but i am big on not limiting my buying of clothes because i understand that it holds very negative environmental impacts it's very very non-sustainable especially in the trend of buying secondhand items and constantly buying new items is something that's very trendy and is very kind of lucrative and not to mention like if if something is necessary and if i need to get something yes i'll get that but i'm not going to you know just just because something is trendy does not mean that it's necessary right right. and so that kind of waste mindset that mindset of trendiness leads to waste and yeah. so this increased waste is only just contributing to a worsened right. climate that we're having. Like I said, half right. a million tons of microplastics. And then also yeah. returns. Returns are huge. <laughs> so returns of items bought online exceed the amount of all purchased goods. Yeah. Just let that sink in. Yeah. Those that people that return items online exceed the amount of all goods purchased. Yeah. That's, that's insane. That's insane. Yeah. Just returns. That's very bad. Because yeah. what's going to happen when that item is returned? It just sits in shipping until somebody else buys it again. And if nobody's bu- nobody buys it, it's going to be thrown away. Therefore contributing yeah. to the cycle that we have. And then, like you said, I think you're about to go into where it goes and i've been waiting on this for so long because i have so many statistics for this right so obviously we know like throwing away clothes is is an ideal right reduce reuse recycle so you try to reuse that but 
unfortunately that's not the case for most people yeah so a lot of the uh ways that's uh we have for fast fashion it actually goes into like the obviously it goes into uh landfills where it leaks into the ground and you know like the rain and it rains on it and then it just leaks into the ground contaminates water supplies destroys ecosystems and all that however there's another like kind of hidden place that fast fashion waste goes and for example um ghana and ghana is one of those places where a lot of waste is sent because Mm -hmm. you know they're a third world country and uh, they're developing country excuse me but it's supporting an invisible like salvage market that sees like american clothes waste ships to faraway countries where it fills marketplaces and like there's all over the beaches it's like clogged everywhere and the dumps are in in their country their own our clothes you get american clothes in their country Right. And we donate clothes to charity a lot when they're finished. We think, we think, oh, we're doing good. Yes, we're doing good. But with the increasing amount of items being discarded and the poor quality of fast fashion, less and less can be resold and used. And so millions of garments are put into um, bales and shipped abroad every year. Like I know Indonesia, especially, they get a lot of like recycled things. Like yeah. they get recycled and shipped to them. Which is the same thing with fast fashion uh, waste. It gets shipped to them, and they get paid, but like so they can salvage it there. But most of that does end up like in giant dumps. A lot of times near beaches. It's yeah. it's a long and complicated supply chain, and it's it's really not very like transparent to the average person who consumes this stuff. But even people like who go through it like. In those countries where those things are happening, they see it as normal. Like it's just another way that they can make a living. But they don't also they also don't see like the negative effect that it's happening that's happening on their health, on their ecosystem, and just in their like in their world. It's it's really it's it's really sad. Yeah, and just to mention that like just some statistics, we discard ninety two million tons of clothes each year. 92 million tons of clothes-related waste each year. And on top of that, just going off like the previous stuff that we've mentioned about like clothing sales and all. So clothing, like the amount of clothing production has doubled, but the garment usage lifetime has decreased. So the amount of like the average number of times an item was worn decreased by 36% overall from like a 2000 to 2015 study. And then clothing sales doubled from a hundred to 200 billion units a year. And of course that's varying, um, especially now because that's like right now is seven years after the time of that, but it was a 15 year study. And so I feel like that has merit. And especially now in a 2019 guardian poll, one in three women, uh, young women, the biggest segment of consumers consider garments worn once or twice to be old yeah yeah this thinking contributes to this constant ideology that if something's old it should be thrown away and mm-hmm. yeah because of it the average american throws away around 81 pounds of clothing yearly uh clothing yeah. that could be given to goodwill given to secondhand stores that can be better accessed by people that need them and yeah. or even if people want to contribute to this you know buy secondhand idea giving clothes that you don't need, continuing the cycle, right? That's a big, that's yeah. a very important part of it. 
Right. If you buy something, you know, buy something from a secondhand store, I think it is helpful to right. return an item, right? To right. maintain the balance uh, in which people can buy and sell and continue to kind of regulate the amount of inventory that people have. But mm-hmm. companies will still, at the end of the day, jack up the price of everything right. for capitalist right. use. For but, right. Exactly. Yes. But some, some com- like companies... Or, or some nonprofit organizations will do things to honestly help people that need them, right? So if you do your research, if you find where you want to, you know, put your money in, I think it's important that you figure out where you're putting your stuff, like where you're putting all your secondhand clothes in and putting all the clothes you want to donate and just textile-related items. Where are you going to put them? You should probably yeah. research into that. Yeah, and okay, like... I think that fast fashion does definitely uh, cause problems, right? But it's also important to analyze like arguments for fast fashion because I also recognize that people don't have the luxury to buy into like slower fashion or make their own clothes or buy things that aren't literally cheap, right? And we can't just tell people to go thrifting instead, right? Because Mm -hmm. it's already so expensive. Not everyone has access to thrift stores, as we know, and not everyone has time to sift through an abundance of clothes that, you know, might not even fit and pay for it with something that, like, they don't they, they don't make much, right? So, yeah. like, I think it's, it's really complicated to, it's not, you can't just, like, tell people, oh, you can't, don't, don't, uh, don't just buy into fast fashion because some people actually do rely on that as their sole like way of getting clothes and clothes are essential right yeah that's why so many that's why fast fashion is such a uh, such a an important and large problem it's because so many we all buy clothes right because we all use it and so people who don't have access to that like they tend to you know they tend to buy into fast fashion more which I'm not going to blame them for because they, you literally have to. Yeah. Yeah. And just like, again, what you said, just echoing the effects, uh, the negative effects of fast fashion in uh, Ghana, like I said, these are just some stats from Ghana. Um, it is estimated that 40% of all the clothing bales sent to Ghana end up in landfills. And some of the unsold clothes wash out to the beaches, and when it rains, they create massive tangle webs called tentacles in the sand. And it's so hard for pe- like the people of these countries to uh, to deal with these cleanups, because especially in say like for example Bangladesh, mm-hmm. right? A lot of governmental regulations on on uh, hygiene as well as on um, just like labor in general. It's very corrupt. Yeah. There's not much uh there's not much checking that goes on there. There's yeah. not much accountability. And so w- a lot of countries in the US while a lot have also taken strides to sustainability, making it more transparent for their consumers to see where they get their stuff from. They also exploit these countries without us knowing, right? They exploit these countries' governments and the people because they know that the people are powerless and the governments won't do anything because they're helping pay the government and they're undercutting their and underpaying their uh, garment workers. And it's really sad because just like the New York triangle factory, fi- triangle shirt uh, factory fire, 
accidents happen in these uh in these uh factories all the time yeah. and a lot of them go unreported like there's some uh there are some uh, examples I remember seeing when I was like 12 or at 10 of so, like people who have bought handbags or something or bought shirts. And there were like handwritten notes of like, help me yeah, in yeah. like either other languages or just like, please for help that they don't feel safe coming out or standing up for themselves because they know that they have no other choice and their situation is dire. It's just, it's really painful to think about. Yeah, it's its really sad to see that, like, not yeah. even mentioning economic things. Like, we're seeing, like, dramatic impacts that these jobs have on its direct people that are working them. And this kind of sweatshop mentality is not very helpful in the sense where it's very, very detrimental right. to people's well-being. And so it, it's very hard, you know, because we're not there. So we can't really find out what things are like in the in those areas. But there's also like an issue of gender equality where like 68% of fast fashion brands don't maintain gender equality at production facilities. So yeah. 80 million workers are overwhelmingly women, but like the majority of retailers show little to no concern with like maintaining equality in the workplace. So it's not a sustainability problem, but also like a feminist issue. So right. there's a lot of there's a lot of problems within fast I fashion, agree. but like you said, like we can't completely blame fast fashion because it has helped people, uh, like just find clothing because that's all that they can rely on. Cool. So I understand um, in those aspects, but it it's definitely a challenging issue. But I think there could yeah. be definitely more regulation cool. into like pushing for less production and increased, I guess, ideas on how, like, cause we already have so many clothes right now, just in, just in like inventory of like goodwill and just in the market in general. And so getting those clothes kind of used up almost in the sense where it's like, it's not, fast fashion anymore and where it's actually something where people use them and then give them to somebody else that uses them that constant usage will would decrease environmental use and this is just my personal opinion on it but like yeah. it would decrease environmental use and then would also be a lot more sustainable and also another factor is like 500 billion i think yeah more than 500 billion dollars of value is lost every year due to clothing yeah. util under utilization and lack of recycling that's a lot of money, you know? It, it could also save people a lot of money. Um, I know clothing isn't cheap. Um, even in fast fashion, clothing is still not cheap. So yeah. especially when you're buying new outfits constantly, maybe once every week or once every two weeks, it adds up significantly. And so maybe going out and just buying used clothes but at a reasonable price where you're not jacking up the price of other things, being sustainable and thrifty with your money while also being sustainable with the environment and yeah. also taking into consideration for other people, I think is yeah. the biggest. Yeah, no, I, I, I completely agree. And even I have problems with fast fashion. Like I'll see something I'll be like, ooh, that looks cool. But like at the end of the day, like, is it worth it, right? Exactly. Like, you have to you have to you have to put yourself in a mindset which is hard for a lot of people because a lot of times we live in the moment we live for instant gratification it's hard to think in the future 
So some some possible ways that we can reduce the impacts of fast fashion would be to shop at like sustainable and eco-friendly fashion brands that we know, like if we look at that have posted their transparency agreements and have committed to sustainability and transparency, like buying from those companies definitely will help. And just if the U.S. government or just like world governments in general enforced sustainable practices or like sign with companies that um, practice sustainable practices with people where like where they were getting their where they were uh, getting their resources from. Yeah, that would definitely help as well. And I agree. If we're talking about like environmental, right? Um, a lot of new clothes when when bought initially is full of chemicals. So I saw something that said just wash your clothes when you get it new because it takes away a lot of those harmful chemicals. Yeah. And while it does go into like wherever your uh, washing machine water goes, that gets treated. So it's better than just sitting in a landfill and like all that leaching into the ground directly. And a lot of these clothings that we need to be shifting towards, we as in like people who have the luxury to afford it, right? Yeah. And this, and like the fast fashion problem is mostly prominent with uh, people who can afford higher quality clothes. To buy higher quality clothes from sustainable companies because while higher quality clothes is more expensive, in the long run, it lasts longer. It reduces its impact uh, on the environment. And it's just overall better for you yeah. and for other people and, con- and people from uh, across the world. Yeah. Right? And, yeah. and like you said, like the textile sector still represents 10 to 20% of pesticide use. So, yeah, like you did, right? Like there is still yeah. a lot of like um, pesticides and chemicals that are still on your material. And then also, right. I think nearly 70 million barrel, barrels of oil are used each year to make the world's polyester fiber. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. But it takes yeah. 200, more than 200 years to decompose. And so it mm-hmm. also like makes a lot of uh creates a lot of microplastics on top of that so like you said being sustainable with your stuff um and just you know being cautious and just being understanding i think is the biggest part of it yeah and i think that also like with thinking about this problem comes a change in mindset so just take the time whenever you're buying new clothes to just think about its impact or where it comes from yeah. and how how like often you will actually use it. Because a lot of times I end up buying clothes and I just use it a few times and I just forget about it, right? But I'm trying to work on that now. It's, it's also a growing process for me. Yeah. So it's just that mindset, yeah. And with that, our discussion comes to an end. We thank you for listening and hope you'll stay tuned for future episodes. Don't forget to follow the Pepper Podcast on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Google Podcasts. Thank you. Thank you.